Hello, my name is Ho Jun Yoon. You're listening to Medicine on the Way. It is October 2013. This is episode number 24, and today's topic is celiac disease. Celiac disease, or also known as celiac prue or gluten enteropathy, is a dietary disorder caused by an immunologic response to gluten. 0.3 to 1 percent of general population is known to be affected, and 10 percent of this population is clinically diagnosed. Caucasians were considered the population primarily affected by celiac disease, but reliable serologic tests over the last 20 years have revealed a worldwide distribution of the disease. Celiac disease only occurs to those with human leukocyte antigen or HLA-DQ2 or DQ8 class 2 molecules that are present in 40% of the population. HLA-DQ2 represents 90 to 95 percent of this group, and the remaining 5 to 10 percent for HLA-DQ8. Glutens are partially digested into peptides that are rich with glutamine in the small intestine. The glutamines are then deaminated by an enzyme called tissue transglutaminase, and this process produces. Glutamic acid residues that are negatively charged. In celiac disease, these peptides bind to HLA-DQ2 or DQ8 molecules of antigen-presenting cells. This binding improperly activates T-cell-mediated immunologic response, which results in destruction of mucosal enterocytes and formation of antibodies against gluten and tissue transglutaminase. In celiac disease, there are two types of symptoms: typical and atypical. Typical or classic symptoms of celiac disease include weight loss, abdominal distension, diarrhea, steatorrhea, muscle wasting, weakness, or growth retardation. More commonly present in children less than two years of age. Patients with celiac disease may also present with dyspepsia. Chronic diarrhea or flatulence due to colonic bacterial digestion of malabsorbed nutrients, but the severity of weight loss is variable. Atypical symptoms include osteoporosis, short statures, depression, fatigue, iron deficiency anemia, delayed puberty, amenorrhea, or reduced fertility. In celiac disease, the diarrhea has several pathogenic mechanisms. Diarrhea may be resulted from one bile acid malabsorption, which secretes bile acid-induced fluid in the colon; two, steatorrhea because of the changes in jejunal mucosal function; three, endogenous fluid secretion from crept hyperplasia; and four, secondary lactase deficiency. On physical examinations, signs of malabsorptions may be observed. The signs of mal- malabsorptions include pallor due to anemia, loss of subcutaneous fat or muscle mass, hyperkeratosis because of vitamin A deficiency, easy bruising due to vitamin K deficiency, 
neurologic signs such as peripheral neuropathy or ataxia because of vitamin B12 or vitamin E deficiency, and bone pain because of osteomalacia. There are diseases associated with celiac disease, and they are dermatitis herpetiformis, diabetes mellitus type 1, IgA deficiency, Down syndrome, and Turner's syndrome. Dermatitis herpetiformis is a cutaneous variant of celiac disease characterized by pruritic papular fascicles over the extensor surface of the extremities and over the trunk, scap, and neck. Dermatitis herpetiformis occurs in less than 10% of patients with celiac disease. However, most patients with dermatitis herpetiformis have celiac disease demonstrated by intestinal mucosal biopsy. The most important step in diagnosing celiac disease is to suspect celiac disease. The symptoms of celiac disease may be vague and protean, and patients can have these symptoms for a long time without being diagnosed. Some nonspecific laboratory abnormalities can be present. They are microcytic anemia due to iron deficiency when the proximal intestine is largely affected, megaloblastic anemia because of folate and vitamin B12 deficiency, osteomalacia or osteoporosis with hypocalcemia or elevated alkaline phosphatase because of impaired calcium or vitamin D absorption, elevated prothrombin time, decreased vitamin A or D levels because of impaired fat-soluble vitamin absorption, low serum albumin, and non-anion gap acidosis and hypokalemia due to severe diarrhea. When celiac disease is suspected, serologic tests are to be performed. IgA endomycial antibody and IgA tissue transglutaminase antibody tests have 90% sensitivity and 95% specificity for the diagnosis of celiac disease. A negative test result reliably rules out the diagnosis of celiac disease. About 3% of patients with celiac disease have IgA deficiency. Therefore, IgA levels should be recorded for those with negative IgA endomycel antibody or tissue transglutaminase antibody if patients are strongly suspected to have celiac disease. IgG antibodies to deaminated gliadin can be performed for those with IgA deficiency. It is important to remember that these antibodies are undetectable after 3 to 12 months of dietary gluten withdrawal. This reaction can be useful to monitor patients' compliance with gluten-free diet. Endoscopic mucosal biopsy of the proximal duodenum and distal duodenum is performed to confirm the diagnosis of celiac disease with a positive serologic test. Common findings from endoscopy are atrophy or scalloping of the duodenal folds. Histologic analysis demonstrates intraepithelial lymphocytosis alone to extensive infiltration of the lamina propria with lymphocytes and plasma cells with hypertrophy of the intestinal crypts and blunting or complete loss of intestinal villi. Gluten-free diet is essential as a treatment for celiac disease. Wheat, barley, rye, 
should be avoided. Many patients with celiac disease also have lactose intolerance, so they should be advised to avoid dairy products until the symptoms of celiac disease have improved on gluten-free diet. Dietary supplements such as calcium, iron, folate, and vitamin A, B12, D, and E can be recommended. Especially those with osteoporosis may need lifelong calcium, vitamin D, and bisphosphonate therapy. Endoscopy and histologic improvements are usually seen within 3 to 24 months after a patient is placed on a gluten-free diet. Clinical improvement is usually seen within a few weeks on the gluten-free diet. In compliance to the gluten-free diet is the most common reason for treatment failure. Treatment failure may result in severe diarrhea with dehydration and electrolyte imbalance, which may require TPN and steroid therapy for two or more weeks. Prognosis of celiac disease is great as long as the gluten-free diet is strictly maintained. However, about 5% of cases are resistant to gluten-free diet. These refractory groups can be categorized into two groups, type 1 and type 2. Type 1 has a normal or polyclonal lymphocyte population, whereas type 2 has lymphocyte characterized by loss of surface expression of CD3 and CD8. And there is monoclonal rearrangement on the surface T-cell receptor, which is demonstrated by PCR. Type 1 responds to steroid therapy with or without azathioprine. Type 2, on the other hand, is less responsive to steroid therapy and carries a high risk of developing intestinal T-cell lymphoma, which itself has a poor prognosis. Therefore, those with celiac disease after the gluten-free diet should be carefully monitored if they develop new symptoms of malabsorption. Okay, this is it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe. My name is Ho Jun Yoon, and this is Medicine on the Way. I feel silly so and so If I should have